0: Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG
1: Podcast.
0: What is going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Got a special one for you here today. 2023 is coming to a close, and it was a... Uh, Full of a lot of ups and downs and wins and losses, and uh, got my buddy Corey here with me of uh, Ninja Strength and Fitness. Corey has been on the epi- or on the uh, channel many many times for various reasons, but this one we figured since the year's coming to an end, why don't we talk about what he's got going on as far as fitness is concerned coming up in twenty twenty four?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's first cool. off, yeah, we're in a different studio today. So we are, yeah, Casa de Cori. Yeah, we are in the the apartment over here. Um, So if you're watching this on the video, you get to see uh, my lovely couch.
0: Yeah, and this is going to be, if it's successful, this will be like my second video I've ever done because this lovely interface makes it a lot easier to uh, sync the audio and video, which is a bitch to do in the first place. But hopefully this will work out. But yes, we are in Casa de Cori. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can see it, as I mentioned a minute ago, we're talking about fitness and health this episode, and we've got all your medals and whatnot in the background from your from your journey. Yep, yep. So I feel like um, the first topic we should bring into, like I mentioned, um, your next, shit, what's today? Yeah, it would be next. Next week is going to yes. be. So next week uh, is going to be 2024, uh, first, first of the year. Typically, even if you're not a health and fitness person, you know, aficionado. Most people understand that the first of the year is going to be a good starting point to try to get their journey their their goals off the ground. It's kind of like a clean slate, get started. Uh, we've both been there many many times, but I wanted to specifically talk about uh, your. I mentioned it just a second ago. Your your company, your um your brand is called Ninja Strength and Fitness. Uh, you've been a personal trainer for many, many years, worked in the fitness space as a group, fitness instructor, personal trainer, gym technician, you name it. So, uh, you've got a challenge or a movement as you like to call it, that's going to be starting in the new year. So I'll turn it over to you and tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what you got going on there.
1: Yeah. So I've been training now for seven years, give or take, um, been in the fitness industry. Gosh, I've been doing fitness stuff since we're 15, basically. Um, Seven of it professionally, but, you know, been around, uh, been around for a while. Um, But I have started, as he mentioned, my brand is the Ninja Strength and Fitness brand, and I'm trying to create kind of a movement with the, I'm calling it the Shredded Ninja Project. And so the idea behind it is it's a 12 week, a 12 week program or like a 12 week, God I cannot say week, a 12 week project where um, basically the goal is to get shredded. A lot of people have New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions, like to use that as like a, a catapult to start their fitness journeys with the new year, new me. And uh, so basically, I'm just going to, on my Instagram and TikTok, I'm basically just going to spell it out for you. I'm going to post, try to post every day. You know, uh won't always be videos, won't always be this stuff, but I'll try to post something every day, basically explaining like what I'm eating, what I'm working out, kind of giving you like a blueprint or like a guideline on exactly what you need to be doing. And the gentleman around 30 to 40, even some 20 year olds can do exactly what I'm doing and you will get shredded. And then um, depending on your current size and current goals, you can modify it. You know, like if I'm eating 2,500 calories and you're like closer to 300 pounds, you know, you could probably be eating like 35 or 2,800 calories, but, and I'll go over all that kind of throughout the process, um, give you some modifications, but basically I'm gonna spell it out. And if you just follow it and you do exactly what I do, like you will have some great success.
0: That's pretty cool too, because that is, I feel like a huge barrier to entry into fitness and health as a whole. Um, a lot of people think of it as intimidating, which it is. I completely can can understand that. I'm very well versed in the health and fitness space just because of previous employment. Um, I I enjoy exercising. I've done it, like you said, for the better part of my adult life, and even to this day. If I, I mean, I have my home gym that we go to all the time. You know, hometown. But like, if you go to a new setting, a new facility, even even somebody that's as experienced as us, it's it is a little bit intimidating. It's kind of off putting. You know, there's these people walking around with. Nowadays, everybody has a tripod, everybody's jacked out of their mind on steroids and, you know, doing all these crazy TikToks. It is intimidating. But from what I'm gathering, what you're wanting to do with this is offer something free to the general population that's not going to be tailored to every specific person. You're just going to kind of document your own journey and everybody can follow along, make little modifications here and there, which you'll yeah. also spell out for them just to kind of get a, a starting
1: point. Yeah. And basically, a lot of people, they don't have... Like, you know, they don't have a clue and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like they just, they don't even know where to start or where to begin. They don't even know what a calorie is. So I'm basically, I'll try, like I said, every day to post good information, things like that. But essentially, you know, I'm going to be giving you my macros, giving you my calories, giving you my workout routines, how much time I'm spending doing cardio. I'm going to be telling you everything I'm doing. So if you do it, like you will have the same results I'm having. Um, Even stuff like that,
0: like... You said, I'm going to be giving you my macros. I'm going to give me my calories. We understand. I'm sure you understand that. Even that probably sounds foreign to some people because what is a macronutrient? What is a caloric intake? What's an expenditure? What kind of, you know, I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. Uh, Maybe we should put a pin in this let's rewind and give some credentials here so that we have some sort of credibility as to what we're saying, because we're sitting on a couch right now (laughs) and neither one of us are, you know, freaking jacked out of our mind or anything. But, uh, just to give you a little bit of background, I was a, um, I worked in a gym for eight years of my life. Uh, I managed the gym for five years. Um, you know, did all the, Personal training, hiring, and you know, interviewing, and uh, group exercise classes oversaw all of that stuff. So, been in and out of the the scene for a very long time. I'm very well versed in it. I'm I'm seeing it all the phases come and go. Bodybuilding, CrossFit, blah 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 blah. So, I've never competed or or certified myself. But you have both ends of the spectrum because you did work at the gym as an employee just you know working the desk and whatnot so you have that side of things but you've also been a certified personal trainer for how many years did you say seven freaking seven years that's a lot of time and um you've taught group exercise classes like boot camps you've taught spinning classes (laughs) so spin classes which uh those of you who don't know that is a very high intensity uh cycling class so your boy's up there sweating it up with all the soccer moms getting it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listening to some T-Swift. Yeah, I Taylor love
0: Swift, man. But uh, Yeah, uh,
1: music is the best music.
0: Yeah. Mm. In your mind, yes. But it does get the people going, though. I hear y'all bump. It's in an upstairs uh, at the gym we're talking about. He teaches upstairs. And, man, you'll be down in the like the, on the gym floor, and you could just hear that
1: <laughs> up there. I'll sneak some bad omens, or I'll sneak some uh, day seeker in there. Love it. They don't know what's happening, but...
0: Hey, they're along for the ride. All it does is Mm -hmm. get that heart rate up. makes it easier to pedal to nowhere.
1: If you don't know, like a data remember, is kind of, you know, on par with those.
0: Yeah. Also, if you're watching this, sorry, if I keep checking my phone, I've got my handy dandy notes here and I'm I'm losing my my train of thought. But um, I wanted to lay out the credentials so that y'all don't listen to this podcast. I think we're just a bunch of idiots talking. We do. Believe it or not, we somewhat know what we're talking about here.
1: To add to kind of what he was saying. So, yeah, I've been certified for seven years. I do have a ACE nutrition specialist certification. Um, I have an ACE functional movement certification. I have... I know I got another one. Um, Group group X. I mean... Yeah, I got a group one. Um, Weren't you CrossFit certified? No, I never did that. Oh, I thought you tried... Well,
0: you've done CrossFit a bunch, but you haven't actually got the cert, so...
1: CrossFit certification is kind of like intense. You actually have to go physically in the... Like you have to physically go there, take the like take the course. Then you have to actually test through somebody who is CrossFit certified. And basically you got to go through all the movements and explain yourself. And basically like, if you can't do an overhead squat, you can't get CrossFit certified because you can't teach someone to overhead squat. If you can't do an overhead squat. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a little more intense and I just never had the time.
0: And CrossFit, uh, I'm pretty sure most people that are, that have, you know, been to a gym in the last 10 years, you've at least heard the term CrossFit is a trademarked certified it's a brand like you you cannot teach a class called crossfit without being certified and do it because it's trademark infringement it's it's an actual thing so that's where the certifications come into play and whatnot
1: kind of like a kind of like a mini milt or like a dip and dots like you can oh, have yeah. a stand at the mall but if it's if it says dip and dots you have to be like a certified a dip and dot person like, like, like a franchise almost yeah like you're selling ice cream like we're all lifting weights but like it's a it's a brand and you have to pay and you have to be certified and basically. It's a mess.
0: It's a a lot, man. And that, that's a a good talking point on that too. So um, like Corey mentioned with his, with his program and his movement that he's going to be starting here with the, with the shredded ninja project uh, that's coming out January 1st. Uh, Also that's on a Monday. So that's a great starting point. One thing I would be wary of to all of you that are interested in it. um, Again, we've seen this stuff come and go so many times. The, The fitness industry is such a, it's a a fickle industry to say the least. It's consistently changing. There's always new, a new pill, a new, th- this is the best diet program. This is the best exercise program. I want to be very clear to all of you listening to this, that I am not being disrespectful to anyone that has a personal training certification, but all certifications are not created the same. There are literal people that I told you when I was interviewing and whatnot that wanted to train at the gym that got an online certification. I'm not taking anything away from them. They do have to have the, you know, the knowledge of the literature. You do have to take tests. You do have to pass, but you, you could, anybody could go online and do one day of studying. If you've never set foot in a gym right now, it's like a pass fail exam and you get a cert. So that's not taking anything away from anybody that's done that. But you mentioned you're a certified. Um, There's also, we're, we're based out of the DFW area Dallas has one of the most reputable programs in the world called the Cooper Institute. Um,
1: Ace bought out Cooper about three years ago. Did so they really? Cooper is no longer a thing. Cooper became Ace. So Ace certified is the same as Cooper now. And that that's the American... American Council and Exercise.
0: Got it. So that that certification, just to speak on your credentials a little bit, that is a... It is exam based. You know, you have to do pass fail, answer questions and whatnot. But you have to. Maybe you should walk us through like what you had to go to do that. Or,
1: well, it was seven years ago, so I don't know <laughs> if it's the same now. But basically, I had to. You buy like an online course, which it's not cheap, and you have to go through the chapter, take the chapter quizzes, take the chapter exams, and then once you finally like it's like seventeen chapters or whatever, once you finally have all the quizzes complete, all the exams complete. Then you have to schedule an exam with like a A proctor. Yeah. Like, Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It's like a state exam, whatever. You have to go somewhere where people are looking at you, make sure you're not cheating um, and take a computer test and pass or fail.
0: See, and then I know that Cooper, like I was, I didn't know that they got bought out, but Cooper was an institute in Dallas and the way that their certifications work, there's different levels of them, but to get certified through Cooper, which is now ACE, you had to, physically be on site mm-hmm. for an entire like weekend. I think it, it was very <laughs> intense and I'm telling you like I said you know when it came to the interview process if I saw Cooper or ace dude you're already I'm um, I'm pulling that that resume to the top because you physically are in front of people you are performing movements you are being like you, you can't say, "Okay, guys, uh, I'm a certified personal trainer. Do a thousand push-ups." They're like, "No, I need to see you do a proper push-up. I need to see you perform, you know, the the different planes of movement, you know, mm-hmm. transverse plane, whatever." I'll, like, yeah, I want to see you. Nice. Like, there, it really is very yeah. in depth, and all of that is a roundabout way of saying, like, not all certs are created equal. So be very careful and ask questions, man. If you're interested in this stuff, like. Dude, don't don't feel bad. Like, I mean, if you're gonna go to your local gym, whether it be a twenty-four hour fitness mom and pop gym, or if you're doing something online, ask your trainer what they've got their certifications in. Like, I mean, check their Instagram, their Facebook, look at client um, testimonials, see what they have to offer. Because I'm telling you, it's it's a dirty little industry, man. There, and it's going a lot of people feel-
1: personal train too that aren't certified. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, if they know what they're talking about, like. You know, more power to them, whatever. Um, but, and also, like I mean, the two juggernauts, and it's going to be ACE or it's going to be NASM, which is the National Association of Sports and Medicine. So basically, ACE and NASM, you're pretty, you're pretty set with those. I really don't even know. I don't even know any other places I've, where you'd get
0: certified. Man, oh, so back when I, whenever I was doing all that, there was, and I can't even keep up with all of them there was one that like uh came across my desk a long time ago and it was some it, it sounded this, this i'm making this up this is obviously a joke but it was like uh certified strength coordinator specialist one and i went i'm like what through whatever program it was and it was like health.com <laughs> i'm like all right dude i mean i'm not taking anything away from you once again but like you know i'm not saying that it's easy but just be wary of, of who you're signing up and taking guidance from because this industry, which is a really good segue, <laughs> boy, oh boy, is it getting saturated and is it full of misinformation and lies and just people that um, I think, how do I word this? I think like if if you've never exercised or you're new to it and you see somebody, um, let's just take you and I, for example, you know, like we, we're in shape, we're not jacked or anything like that. But if you see, right. But if you see somebody next to us, that's like, you know, just got a, you know, veins out of their delts and they're, they're sitting here and they, they can't even breathe correctly because they have so much muscle. Most people would think, Oh, that guy really, really knows what he's talking about. When in reality, that dude is probably doing so much extracurricular activity. If you catch what I'm saying, he might not even know what he's doing. He just may be a genetic freak that has access to a lot of pharmaceutical drugs and uses that aesthetic appeal to prey on people that don't know that much about the industry and say, oh, listen to me and you'll get
1: jacked. Where my mind has been blown is these last two years where I've really been focusing on like trying to succeed in bodybuilding is like everyone out there is on something. Everybody on steroids. All of your favorite social media people that you're following talking about a clean diet, talking about this, talking about that, they're on something, every single one of them. You might find one or two out of fifty that are genuine, but dude, it's wild. And I know that you, again, if you, you if you're not familiarized
0: with it, I know that sounds like like an exaggeration. It is not. If if people like the the regular Joe Blow that works out whenever he has the opportunity, if if you guys understood the amount of time effort um adherence strict lifestyle that you have to live to look mediocre by today's standards i don't think anybody would even work out if they understood all that it took to look decent like let me me put it to you this way
1: i haven't really like spoken about this i don't really i don't i think maybe in some of my posts it's on there but like i've now competed in four shows and If you've seen me up there, like you said, like I'm, I'm grinding. Like it's not, it's not easy. I'm also not hiring a coach. You know, coaches are very expensive. But I'm also like purposely trying to learn it myself through trial and error and trying to figure it out. But like you, most of you follow my page. I would imagine Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know who I am. But I post pictures here and there, and out of four shows, I've gotten last place in three of them. (laughs) If that tells you anything, I mean. I'm not saying I'm great. I'm not saying like, you know, everyone's a cheater. But I'm just saying like three last place. Like,
0: but you have to give yourself a little bit of credit here because the first show, I don't want to speak for you. I'll let, I'll, I'll I'll give this to you in a second so you can kind of break it all down. But from your first bodybuilding show was right after COVID, right? Like 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So coming up on what, three years ago, give or take
1: Um, two and and a half actually it was june summer of 2022 oh was it really god almighty
0: i felt like it was way earlier than that but that was you you competed in a bodybuilding show after all the years that you have of knowledge and whatnot and Mm -hmm. uh i mean you did like if you were if you were standing you know at the beach with with 15 people of the same demographic as you you know whatever 28 to 35 years old and you had a lineup of 15 people at the beach that were your age and like you would have looked better than 90% of them. Then you go to, an air quotes, a bodybuilding show and you get dead last. You looked great, but these people are like the perception of what is considered like healthy and like, oh man, this guy works out is so skewed. It's, it's mind blowing to think like you said, it's a freaking grind. It's counting every every meal every calorie how long you sleep when you do your cardio when you eat your food i mean it's a absolute beating and like you said you did all that four separate times and you haven't come home with you know a first place or third place or whatever it may be and it's demoralizing in a sense. i mean it has to be to you i would imagine just because of how much hard work you put in and then you get on stage and there's these monsters that can't even walk correctly because they have so much muscle mass they can't even move and it's like you know what it took to get where you were and they blew you out of the water and you're like bro come on now man
1: i don't know how they do it like literally i I can tell you i'm sure i I mean if there's eight people on stage you know i find it hard to believe that like they're all on something you know i'm sure there's some honest people in there that just honestly beat me um but I don't even know where I was going with this. Now I got lost in the sauce. Um, you were just talking about your, like, the grind. Oh, guys, everyone's like, everyone always asks me, you know, are you going to do another one? And I always have very intention on never doing another one because <laughs> they're miserable. They are tough. And then you do all this work just to get, like, literally last place again. So I'm like, dude, it's it's defeating. But then I always kind of want to do another one because I'm like, dude, I just want to place. I don't care if it's fifth place. I just want to place. And, uh, I could probably hire a coach and get that goal, but I don't know I just something, it would mean more to me doing it like myself. And because that's what I am, that's what I'm trying to share with these people. And, you know, some of these people pay me money to look a certain way and to personal train them. And then like, I just like, I want to be able to achieve something myself. So then I have, you know, basically like worth to give other people.
0: Yeah. It's like the proof is in the pudding. Like, you know, you're yeah. put you're putting your faith and your trust in me. Well here, look what I've achieved by doing,
1: you know, practicing what you preach. You know what I mean? Given there's nothing wrong with hiring a coach. It's that's more of just kind of a, a prideful thing for me. There's nothing wrong with hiring a coach. Cause it's like Michael Jordan had a basketball coach. You know, he's the best in the world. He had a coach. So I'm not saying I'm too good for a coach by any means. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it's just kind of like a, I just want to figure it out on my own. Yeah You know, but it's a 16 week, 12 to 16 week process. And, you know, if you botch three weeks, you kind of, you're you're screwed.
0: And I've never competed, but you know, I've, we've been friends throughout this entire process and I've seen you do it. And when you said the word, it's a grind and like that, I feel like that's the perfect way of putting it because maybe the the hiring a, a coach or a nutritionist or whatever may be to, to help facilitate the nutrition aspect, uh, the working out is, is there's only so many ways to work out. You know, you can, you see all these crazy things on TikTok and YouTube and whatnot, but you're going to exercise the same way. There's only so many ways to perform a bench press or a a row or a a squat, but the, the grind of having to think about what do I eat today? What, like having a, somebody in place that takes the guessing and the preparation out of it on that sense, like, Hey, Corey, I'm your coach today. You're eating six ounces of chicken breast a handful of almonds, two protein shakes. Like it, when you're that deep in the trenches and you're exhausted and you're low on calories, just to look at something that a professional laid out for you, that probably helps tremendously. It's just yeah. one less thing to worry about. You know,
1: I can't imagine <laughs> it sucks.
0: You, um, he mentioned earlier, like how hard it is. And, uh, just on this most recent prep that you did, which was the best you ever looked by the way that he did the, um, the summer shredding classic, which, uh, if you, if you're interested in, in fitness, I'm sure you've heard of the brand alpha elite, uh, Christian Guzman. He's the, he's the modern day Arnold Schwarzenegger, not literally on the bodybuilding sense, but I'm talking about notoriety. And like, you know, when you think of this day and age, you think of Chris Bumstead and Christian Guzman Bumstead more on the professional bodybuilding stage. He's Mr. Olympia. I mean, um,
1: well, yeah uh, classic
0: classic physique that's what i meant yeah, like but it's, uh, right but he's well known for his professional achievements christian uh, who put on the summer shredding classic in houston that you competed in he made a name for himself throughout youtube and then i mentioned alphalete that's his fitness brand that competes with nike lululemon i mean he did it all he documented his entire process for the past i've been watching him for 11 years on youtube literally i mean you can go back and see when you subscribe to someone's channel and he he's you know, documented at it all. It's really cool. And he puts on this huge show, which you competed in. And that level of competition there is way different than if you do a little mom and pop show up, up the road, which not taking anything away from that, but his, the summer shredding classic that you competed in. That's a globe. It's, it's well, this year it's, it's going to be a global it, show, right? It,
1: oh, it was Yeah, this 2023. It was, it was global. Well, that, they did a Canada well, one of them got canceled. There's a European one and a Canada one. Right. One of them got canceled. I can't remember. But uh so the talent pool with you was But it's getting whew. a lot more competitive. It used yeah. to kind of be like a not it's not ranked by any means. Like you're not going to be a professional. You're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any like accolades from doing a summer shredding show. However, they do basically blast you on his social and he is one of the biggest in the game with social media. So you're gonna get a blast on social media, and you'll get a sponsorship from his company. And so, like, if you have any kind of desire to make it in the fitness industry, that will do it. So he's what he's
0: done for the industry is inspiring to say the least. He is a freak man.
1: So like, just like these shows, like you're not gonna get an NPC, like you're not gonna get a professional, you're not gonna get anything out of it, except you can make your career and now you have a career in fitness from winning the show, you know, which is crazy enough. Like being a professional bodybuilder, that's not a career. Like you're not getting paid for that. It's, it's a strictly an accolade, which if you make it to the Olympian level, you know, there's some sponsorships and you might be able to, you know, do it full time, make a career out of it. But most people have day jobs they're doing on the Olympia stage.
0: Right. Um, I'm pretty sure C bum, Chris Bum said. I think that he said when he won the, I mean, he was the, Mr. Olympia, the, the best classic physique competitor in the world, and he's won that what, f- five, four times in a row? Four or
1: five now. I want to say he did his fifth one this year.
0: I think the actual purse from winning the show was, like, $100,000, which is a shitload of money. But, like, every other professional athlete, like, I mean, uh, uh, okay, a UFC fighter, if he wins, if he fights three times a year and wins all three fights – and gets a fight of the night bonus, he could pull in a million dollars, even if he's just like a, you know, a run of the mill fighter, you know, and you got to think these professional bodybuilders, the best in the world compete and, you know, do this grueling process for months and months and months to win a hundred thousand dollar paycheck. Meanwhile, they're fueling that lifestyle with supplements, steroids, food. Like, I mean, they, you, that hundred thousand dollars is going to go strictly right back into just prepping. Mm -hmm. So they make their money off of their own supplement lines, their own clothing apparel, their fitness apps and diet plans and whatnot. There's a lot of different avenues where, like you were saying, if you ended up winning summer shredding, you may not become a, I'm a professional bodybuilder now that I won this show, but you're going to get exposure out the ass. Mm -hmm. And that was I mean, nowadays, that's and where you make your money. And
1: you become a professional influencer overnight. <laughs> you know, you went to Summer Shredding with 400 followers and you left <laughs> Summer Shredding winning and now you have 14,000 followers. Like... <laughs> Literally overnight. Yeah, overnight. And you get clothing that... You get that, sponsorship, Yeah, you get... It keeps get, going and keeps, keeps going. Which
0: opens more and more doors and all that. But um, I feel like we, we, we talked about it a little bit, but for people that are interested in possibly doing... A bodybuilding show, like what you did. how would you looking back on it now, you've got four shows under your belt, two summer shreddings, one low wait
1: three summer two summer shreddings, two summer shreddings, one n p c and one g b o so
0: those are all different you know organizations. organizations so looking back on it now, if you could try to summarize like what the process was like, um, some positives you pulled from it, maybe some things you would have done differently. If anyone's like an aspiring, like, hey, I want to try my first one. How would you tell them what your process was and like what to expect?
1: I'm kind of, I'm over here smirking (laughs) because I'm very hesitant to even recommend it to anybody. Because, I mean, if you're not in a healthy mental state, This is like a bodybuilding show is the last thing you need. Um, Because basically, and you said this to me a long time ago, like when I started, you were telling like it's a selfish sport. And I didn't understand what he meant at the time, but it's a very selfish sport and not in the way of like, you know, like a bratty salt. It's like for you to be successful, everything has to be about me and my diet and my time. Because I wake up when I was prepping I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, and I am on the Stairmaster at 3.50, and I do 45 minutes in the morning. I'm done about 4.30, 4.45-ish. Um, I go walk my dog in the morning around 4.50, 5 a.m. in the morning, come back, shower, get ready for work, clock in at work at 6 a.m., and not to mention I had to pack all my food for work, so I had to pack my lunch, my 9 a.m. snack, and then my 2 p.m. snack, and luckily, you you prep all that ahead of time. But so now I'm packing three meals with me. Go to work, um, get off work at three three thirty. <laughs> you're just dragging through the day. I mean, you're legit dragging like a shell of a human being because your calories are so low. Come back home, walk the dog again, go to the gym, lift the weights. Sometimes I was so depleted, like I legit I was doing a chest press one time in, in between sets, and I dozed off, <laughs> like I was so <laughs> exhausted. Um, lift your weights. Um, do your other 45 minutes of cardio and then come home, eat, sleep. I mean, I was in bed at 8 PM cause I got to get up at three thirty. and then like where the selfish kind of comes into play. Like, you know, if someone's asking you, you know, do you want to like, if just dating in general, I don't have time for dating. I can't go on a date. Like one physically, I do not have the energy to go on a date. I will fall asleep on you. If we go to movies, I'm falling asleep. Like going to dinner. Um, Probably could, but then that's ruining my diet. So I don't have the calories and the macros to go to dinner with you. Um, so that's what I mean by like it's selfish. You got to put everything, your needs and what you're doing, and your time, because time's like the most precious thing. Because you're spending 45 minutes in the morning doing cardio, you're spending an hour doing weights in the evening, another 45 minutes doing cardio in the evening. So altogether, you know, that's almost two and a half hours of just gym, and then cooking, eating. That's another two hours. So five hours out of your day, like your bodybuilding on top of, if you have a nine to five, eight hour, you know, your eight hour work day. So, I mean, you're putting in 13, 15 hour days every day. And then your sleep is very important to your muscle recovery and having, you know, looking good and just getting everything done. So you have to sleep it's a grind. So your friends ask you to hang out and like, no, I'm going to bed. Like it's seven 30. I'm going to bed. Like y'all have fun. I mean, you're not drinking, you can't have any alcohol, it's calories and just leads to bad decisions. So no, no alcohol weekends. I would try to go out just cause you want to get out of your routine. Like the routine, you're just, you're, everything you're doing is so routine based. Your food's very routine based. So I would love to go out, but then like an hour of being out, I'm like, uh, all right, see you guys. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs>
0: he literally did do that many times. He's like, dude, I just got to get out of this house. Then he would show up to Chilies with us to you know whatever we're having a beer and he's like "Mm, I gotta go home and I'm like I mean the (laughs) sun's still up but I mean hey I I feel you you also you had an added benefit he mentioned you know doing the uh, the stairmaster which is a grueling grueling form of cardio it's not just walking it's it's brutal you had the added benefit of having a literal stairmaster if you're looking at this setup right now we're in an apartment he had it. Right here. I mean, it was, he he walked out of his bedroom and put a freaking Stairmaster in his apartment.
1: Like, dude, that's dedication. I should have been the leanest guy at the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's brutal, man. uh, Still. yeah, Um, definitely could have worked on my diet a little better on the last one, but so circle back long story. Like, I don't know if you aren't mentally prepared for that because you do have to put yourself above everything. Like if you're in a relationship your girlfriend, your spouse, your wife, whatever it is, they're going to have to be very patient, very understanding that when you say like, you know, you can't go to dinner with them, like, cause you can't eat that, you know, or you're physically exhausted. So, like they're going to have to understand that they're going to have to, hopefully they help you cook and maybe eat that food with you. But, um, I'll tell you right now, if whoever you're with, if they're not supportive, supportive of that lifestyle, it's going to be a very rocky 16 weeks. And then if you're not used to being shredded or used to looking that way and you get you get there and you see yourself with abs, you see yourself with all this, and you're like, I look great. And then after the show, you binge eat and you put on 30 pounds, like the body dysmorphia is real. You feel so low. You're so depressed. Um, it's real because you saw yourself at your peak. You know what it's like. And now you're seeing yourself again, thick and To the general public, you look amazing. You know, you look great. But you've seen yourself at the best because you're looking at yourself every day in the mirror. You're posing every day. And to see yourself kind of thick, it's the worst. So if you aren't mentally tough and your spouse and whoever you're dating isn't like supportive of it, I do not recommend it. I really don't recommend it to most people. Like you have to, you kind of have to be like, uh, you really need to look into it and be prepared if you're going to do it so
0: body dysmorphia is a very common term in in the health and fitness community i just googled it just to give you all a a actual definition of what it is so body dysmorphic disorder or body dysmorphia is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their appearance these flaws are often unnoticeable to others People of any age can have body dysmorphia, but it's most common in teenagers, young adults, and people competing in professional bodybuilding. Uh, so I mean, it's <laughs> that's from the internet. And it is uh, yeah, I mean. it is a real thing though, because like you, we, we talked earlier about like, you know, oh, if you're at the beach right now, you know, you're standing next to a hundred people in your peer group, you would look, you're in the top 1% of that. But if you say you, you're at the beach and you think you look good, but the night before, you had a, a beer or a burger you're thinking before you go out to the beach and take your shirt off, you're like, I look like a fat piece of shit. You know, like, what are you talking about, bro? You've you got veins on top of veins. You're like, Nope, you should have seen me yesterday, man. I was leaner. And you're like, I, I understand from, from, you know, an outsider's perspective. Like I, I've never competed to that, but everybody, I mean, I think I don't want to sp- speak out of turn here, but I feel like a lot of, I feel like guys use exercising and, and working out as, and whether they want to admit it or not, a lot of them do it to get women at least initially. Um, you know, I think that there is going to be obviously people that are overweight that just want to, you know, get healthy and, you know, older people. But I think for the most part, young men get into it just to look better, you know, like, Hey, I want to increase my chance. We can't, we're not no, no hate to women, but like we're not putting on makeup, getting hair extensions, you know, fake boobs, whatever, like, we're just trying to get jacked. You know, that's kind of like our version of like upping your appeal to the, the opposite sex. And it gets, it's a slippery slope, man. Like it's like I mentioned earlier, if people understood the amount of time, effort, consistency, adherence, it takes to look moderately. Okay. I'm not talking a six pack. I'm talking like, Oh, that guy looks like he somewhat goes to the gym. Dude. The amount of time you have to put in to just look decent is wild. And then you see these people every time you open any app, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, everyone's jacked out of their minds. And if you know what it takes to look a tenth of what those people look like, I don't even know if that's a lifestyle I would want to live. It's miserable. Your whole life is based upon vanity and sometimes a lot of it's lies, you know, these people that are oh, follow my five week program and you'll be jacked like me. No, because that's, you're not even doing your five week program. You have God knows what coursing through your veins at all times. And you're using your platform to swindle these, I'm going to say the term ignorant. I'm not meaning stupid. I'm saying they just don't know. And they prey on those innocent people. Like it, it sucks. The industry's so convoluted now. And it's just, it's a, it's, it's toxic is what it is. I feel like that's a pretty good word for it.
1: Um, Yes. Before I forget, but also a pro of bodybuilding is it will teach you discipline. Like, if you don't have any discipline, it will teach you. Like, when I'm bodybuilding and someone brings out, like, pizza or brings out donuts, like, it's so easy to say no. Because, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I don't know who said it. Somebody said it takes 21 days to create a habit. And, you know, it's almost... It's, I'd say 14 to 21 day. it's pretty accurate. I mean, if you start the routine of eating, you know, 2000 calories and you got it programmed and you do that for 14 days, you don't go out to eat. You don't have a beer. You don't go to fast food after 14 days, 20 days, it just becomes normal. Like you don't even think about going and getting fast food because you're just so set on your routine, so set on your habits to go to the gym, do your cardio cook your food like you just you're stuck in it and so then it's like going to get fast food is weird you know so but you do have to dive into it and it will teach you to be disciplined um that's really only pro that's going to come out of it It, yeah and if you stick with it it's gonna turn into a fairly healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. you just can't get extreme with it you know and start focusing like you don't want to look stage ready you know all year round that's a problem yeah
0: that's uh, I feel like another I keep using that term i feel like another misconception is you see these people like ronnie coleman or jay cutler chris Bumstead, and you're like man those guys are the pinnacle of health and fitness they are the furthest thing from being healthy those people can't run a mile those people have to get they have to draw their blood and get a full blood panel done every week because they're putting so many exogenous hormones and things made from a laboratory inside of them that they physically look like oh man that's what my brain thinks is fit that is the
1: extreme of the extreme. Like,
0: <laughs> it's that's,
1: that's what I love about CrossFit. Yeah. I know I'm taking off a, th- a hard left turn, here. <laughs> but like bodybuilding, yeah, cool. You look great, whatever. But like, the personal trainer in me, I freaking love CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And it—they're called at the end of the CrossFit Games, the crown, the champion. It's called the fittest person on the fittest on the planet, and that is no lie. Like, this person is the strongest. This person is the fastest. this person can run the longest, the fastest they can swim. they can do Olympic lifts uh, gymnastics. like you are literally the fittest person on the planet. like you can do anything. not only do you look like a bodybuilder, but you can run dude and these people are crazy. you watch it in real time. An average mile time for uh, like a, a male for the most part is eight minutes if you are kind of used and you're running regularly, you might be able to trim that down to six to seven minutes, six minutes, a pretty fast mile. Like you probably run all the time. Um, but eight minutes, pretty typical women, 10 minutes. These fools are running. So eight minute mile, you're going to run five miles, eight times five is 40 minutes. These fools are running five miles in 24 minutes. They're running five, six minute miles. And within the same day, they have a deadlift, a deadlift competition. And those same guys, Or deadlifting, 600, 500 pounds. And it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. They say they get drug tested, but I just can't fathom a human being being able to do these things without performance enhancing. Assistance. (laughs) Dude, it's crazy.
0: I think that is a very, that is one good thing because I do not recommend, CrossFit is a generic term for I think that how they define it is like you know performing multiple functional movements back to back with in a, as quick of a manner as possible without your form breaking down that goes out the window a lot of the time because you can't your body physically cannot do what he just said and it'd be part, you're gonna have to sacrifice one of those attributes to some degree you can't be the first, like if you watch the CrossFit games and it's like an endurance thing, like he's saying, like swimming and running that don't involve weightlifting, the guy that's at the front of the pack doing that most of the time, there's obviously the Matt Frazier's and Rich Froning's of the world, but like for the most part, if you're excellent at the endurance part, you're probably not going to be the strongest when it comes to a deadlift or a snatch or a kettlebell or something. But the guys that are leading the pack in the strength might not finish in the top 20% of the endurance so these people like he's saying that win the overall the fittest on earth they are winning or in the top like three of every single event it's crazy that's wild to think about it's crazy because there's no one I always say this like there's no right way to work out There's definitely a wrong way to work out, but there's like, there's, there's no right way. Like if you want to go to the gym right now, if you're watching this and you haven't been to the gym in 10 years, if you walk in there, first off, if you walk through the doors, much respect to you, it's a, that is a win in and of itself. I truly mean that. But if you were to go in there and you're like, man, I'm going to work out now. And you choose to get on the treadmill and walk or run or whatever, more power to you. Or if you walk to the free weights and you do bench press, more power to you. But like, if it's your first time walking into the gym and you're doing handstand walks around the track and then hanging upside down from the pull-up bar, that's a wrong way to work out. You know what I mean? There's just, you have to figure out what, what type of exercise is going to keep you coming back? What can you sustain? What do you enjoy? What's going to keep you coming back without hurting you that you can maybe set like, not even like a, um, a tangible goal of like. I'm going to bench press 315 pounds. That may be someone's goal, but maybe your first step should be, I'm going to go to the gym twice this week. Just go. And then like, see where that leads. What can you consistently make appealing to you to go back to the gym? You know, like that, maybe what what would you recommend? Maybe that's a good segue. Like, what would you recommend to somebody right now that is is wanting to start it up, maybe get back into it. Or like if they, January 1st, after they sign up for the the shredded ninja project, what would they do? Like, what would you recommend to somebody right now if you're wanting to get back into it?
1: It just, it also depends on your background, but 99% of people, I'm going to say, just go to the gym and do cardio for 30 minutes. If it's 10 minutes on the treadmill, 10 minutes on the stairs, 10 minutes on the elliptical, don't care. Just 30 minutes to go home and do that and do it and wear it out. And eventually that's going to turn into 45 minutes. And eventually that turns into 45 minutes and maybe 30 minutes at the weights. You know, as you get more comfortable at the gym, you kind of start kind of getting a lot. Basically, it's hard enough to get in there. And then like, and I'll tell you right now, nobody cares what you're doing. No one cares. If they do, um, pardon my French, they're just, they're an asshole. You know, um, no one at the gym cares what you're doing. We're all there. Most likely because we're insecure about something. Doesn't matter who it is, we're all there to, for something to get bigger because we're insecure that we're small. We're there to lose weight because we're insecure that we're big. We're there to get big, the uh, same thing because we're insecure that we're small. But you know, everyone has something going on. We don't care. What is the most? What's the word? Fascinating doesn't. It's not the word I want. Impressive thing to me is when I see effort in the gym. Nothing gets me more excited than seeing a big person just sweating up a storm on a treadmill and just giving it hell. There you go. That's how you get results. Like you're not going to get results as a big person going to the free weights and bench pressing 300 pounds. Um, I mean, if that's what you like and that's what gets you in the door, have at it. But most people, their goal is to lose weight they their bench pressing. Um, so I always say just start with some cardio. Go to the gym. And if you're not, if you don't have the stamina to do 30 minutes, do 10 minutes of something, maybe go try a machine, 10 minutes on the elliptical, go try one machine and then 10 minutes on the stairs or whatever, and then go try one more machine. But then on repeat three days a week, four days a week by the end of a month, you know, you've probably, if you've done that consistently guarantee you'll be down 10 pounds probably by the end of the month. And you have probably put your hands on 80% of the equipment at the gym at that point. And then you can kind of have a good idea of what you like and what you don't like and freaking take off to the races, You know,
0: this is, I'm going to set you up for this one. What would you say to the people that don't have the, I mean, this is, it's, it's rough out here, man. Like, you know, just making ends meet. What would you say to the people that can't afford a gym membership?
1: Hmm. I mean, more or less the same thing. I mean, you got a neighborhood. I'm sure you live somewhere. Just go out and walk, man. Like body,
0: body weight, squats, walk around your house, sit down on your couch, stand up, 50 times, do a push up. walk your dog. I mean, start drinking a gallon of water a day. Just do something to get started. You know, like it's, I I feel like that's another part of today's fitness world. That's like kind of gotten gone by the wayside. We know whenever you and I really, really got into it, it was like 2014, 2015. And man, I don't even recognize, I don't even recognize the fitness space anymore. It's, um, whenever we were fresh out of high school, you know, we're in college, like there wasn't, I think at any point in time, you could, you could look in the gym, you know, if you're going at peak hours, I'm talking four thirty to seven o'clock at night, you look around the, the, the demographic there was, and this is a busy, busy gym in a very big growing town. You'd see soccer moms, you'd see, you know, dads in their bench press and you'd see, I'd say if there's a hundred people at the gym at those times, our peer group, our our demographic, our age group, we were the minority. Now, dude, it is nothing but little high school kids running around and like, again, respect to them for going. But I almost I almost pity them in a sense, because the world that they grew up in, they are getting all of these social media influencers, you know, shoving their their programs and their their steroided out, you know, physiques down their throat. And these poor, I literally stress this, children, 16, 17 year olds, that are going into the gym and they're they're pounding pre-workout, drinking monsters, you know, slamming protein shakes and I get it. Pre-workout, I really pre-workout pre-workout. I really do get it, but I'm like, "Dude, why the fuck do you need 400 milligrams of of caffeine? You're 17, man. My testosterone was through the freaking roof at that time. Like, you could I could work out all day long. I don't need anything. I'm just glad to be there. Nowadays, they're like they look miserable. Like they're not even enjoying their time there because in between sets, they're like Oh, checking their tricep and then you know upload that picture real quick i got a follower from that and i i respect the grinding in a sense but like man this, this doesn't even seem fun like just going to the gym which was a a positive beneficial thing it's almost turned into the bare minimum like if you don't go to the gym you're made fun of you're a loser you're like i, I mean I, I like i said it's it's a double-edged sword yeah. you know what i mean like
1: it's hard to like my my problem with this is it's hard to kind of balance between like being fair and just talking some shit right now
0: um it's not our goal but it's not <laughs> yeah uh
1: let it out it's there just just like a, one thing i am that i do see and that does make me happy is the ladies the ladies man typically <laughs> yeah just, just i don't the way mean it, that you, i don't mean it that way that you said it yeah no. one <laughs> thing I, one thing i like is the ladies <laughs> uh I do like some ladies, but no, basically, I mean, I've been training for seven years, like I said, and typically the teenage girl comes to the gym, um, for the most part, they're kind of skinny, athletic, built, whatever. They're going to walk in the gym. They're going to stretch for five minutes in some random place that like, you know, where they feel safe. And I mean that like, like up against the wall, like, cause they're, they, they're, they don't feel comfortable in the gym. So they're going to stretch in some random place for five minutes. They're gonna go run a mile on the treadmill. And then they're gonna do abs for 10 minutes and they're gonna leave. And that's I'm not even joking, that's every teenage girl ever in between before COVID, basically 2015 to 2020. That's what the the ladies did. Now you see girls coming in here and I mean they got muscles on them. And not like in a not like in a bad way. Like they're just fit girls and they're hitting pull ups, they're hitting lap pull downs, they're squatting, they're they're hitting Bulgarians, they're deadlifting. I'm like, hey. <laughs> good for you you know and so like they actually then they know what they're doing and they're not just like well i assume they know what they're doing most of their forms are looking pretty good for the most part but um the ladies really stepping their games up you know and uh that makes me happy but and the dudes like i don't know if i'm just i turned 31 this year so i don't know if i'm just getting old and crabby or i don't know i mean i always get excited to see like some good progress Who i don't care who you are if you're progressing like in life and in the gym it always gets me excited so if I can see that you're you're toning up or whatever, or I can see that you're getting bigger, cool. Um, but it's more of just like these kids do, like like they just don't have any like manners or like just like um what's the word <laughs> etiquette etiquette. Dude, they have zero etiquette, and it just blows my mind. Like I know I was a kid once, but I just swear I swear I was better behaved than these ones. And like I just don't know if it's that I'm getting old and cranky, or if the kids these days are just wild. I don't know.
0: No, I think it's a mixture of both because like I said, we grew up in that atmosphere and like, it's again, I'm going back to what, what I said, you know, we, we were kind of, you know, there was a handful of people our age that worked out and we all kind of grew up together. Like there was, this was before TikTok, I'm aging us. Like, it sounds like we're hundred years old. I'm not talking that long ago. I'm saying like, just take it for what it is. This has been a massive shift in the last couple of years and back in, you know, 20, I'll say 2014 to 2017, give or take those were like, man, this is like right when, when CrossFit started popping off and everything. And like, there was no influencer. I mean, if there was, there was very, very, very few of them, but we were like, you were just cognitively aware that the gym is not your space. Everybody there, everyone is paying money to utilize that gym just like you and I, you don't own those dumbbells. You don't own that treadmill. That is the gym's equipment that you are paying to have access to. That shit is so far gone now. Now it's like, um, tripod here. Um, I'm going to have my own little ring light with me. I'm going to bring a full camera and again, get your money. If you're doing that, if you're an influencer making money, I feel you. But where does the common sense and common courtesy come into play? Maybe don't do it at those times whenever there is a, like you said, we're talking about the 400 pound overweight person that's trying to work up the courage to go to the gym. Maybe their first day in the gym, they walk in and they're feeling super overwhelmed and they get on the treadmill and the first thing that they're greeted with is a bunch of freaking 17 year olds just with their broccoli hair and their dangling earrings and their coked out of their mind on freaking eight scoops of pre-workout running around all in front of you like that would be not only annoying but that would be intimidating to me i'd be like man i don't want nothing to do with this place
1: yeah i do think the dangly cross earring has phased out you don't see that nearly as much anymore now it's flannel pajama pants the the pajama pants are getting out of hand (laughs) (laughs) it's a wild place man uh but like what gets me so like the kids they travel in packs And when I say kids, I'm talking 16 to 24, your kids to me right now. They (laughs) always travel in packs and that's fine, whatever. But it's like they're bench pressing in the free weights. One of them is doing the bench press and it's, I don't know, they have a set of dumbbells. Well, there's three more just sitting there and they're sitting on the equipment around the bench press. And you can be sitting there looking at them like, clearly wanting to use that that equipment that they are just sitting on because their bro is doing a set right now. And like, I want that incline. And like me as a high school kid, that would scare me, intimidate, intimidate me like to death. I would have been, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, sir. Do you want this? I'm just sitting here. It's, do you want it? Like where are the, where's the etiquette? Where are the manners with these kids? Like they don't even think that someone else might be wanting to use this better yet, offer it off. And not to mention all four of them are doing different weights. They have all four, they have four sets of dumbbells over there. And so you go to get a dumbbell, they have all of them. And I'm just like, everything about that. Like you have to know someone else is wanting to use the equipment around you. Someone else is wanting to use possibly the dumbbells you have. It's just there's there's etiquette and there's rules.
0: Unspoken and- ones that you shoot that you would
1: usually chalk up to common sense, but It's not common at all. And I guess typically like you come in as a youngster and you kinda watch and like I guess you kinda get I guess shown the way, but now like there's so many young kids they take over and they're not really shown. (laughs) I don't this sounds so like what's the word? Um shoot. Pretentious? Yes, I was going to say prestigious. <laughs> I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> hey, I got you. <laughs> say it again for me. Pretentious. Of me. Um, you know, but I don't know. I just, I just find it hard to believe I acted that way when I was that age. And like, you'll go into one of the back rooms and they're all in there with their shoes off deadlifting, which you're supposed to have your shoes on, which aggravates me right off the bat because... For one, I don't even, I'm not even a firm believer in like deadlifting bare, barefooted. Like it's whatever. I think it's just a, a cool thing to do. I've never, dare, I've never deadlifted barefooted. Um, there are signs everywhere that says not to do it, but yet they do it. And then like not only that, but they're deadlifting in front of a doorway with their shoes in the doorway. And I'm like, where's your common sense? I'm trying to walk into this room, and I got weights in my hands. And I'm stepping over six pairs of shoes and I look at them and they're not even phased. So eventually I start stepping on their shoes Mm -hmm. because I'm a little bitter and they don't even care. I guess their mama bought it for them. They don't care. I don't know. That just blows my mind. Like where, where's your common sense? Where's your manners? Like where's your etiquette? It's crazy.
0: And it's also, I feel like that isn't even just necessarily like in the gym setting. Yes, obviously it is because that's what we're talking about, but it goes to like the the younger generation. I'm not hating. I know it sounds like, we, well, I guess we are technically hating, but like, it's just, it's it's hard to comprehend because we were that age and we're not that far away from that age either. But like, you, like you said, if, if you're at the grocery store right now as a 31 year old man and you're like, I don't know, you're looking for ground beef in the meat section and you can't find the one that you're looking for and there's three other people around you common sense would say hey get fucking the way. move <laughs> like like get the fuck out of the way like i mean there's literally five people with giant buggies maybe a mom with her kids and you're over here hmm uh, like how about you just move
1: and let that person grab that and then go about their date no you take a step back and you start looking around or, you know five foot space and you look around and find what you need or, and let the people who already know go snag it
0: bro don't get all right now i'm getting bitter grocery, because, grocery store oh, etiquette no now. jesus christ but no it's like again we're 30 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're going bitch the grocery
1: store etiquette not to get us hot <laughs>
0: But like, (laughs) so again, like whenever I was at the gym, I would have the minimum age to work out was 15 years old. And if you were 15, you had to be accompanied by an adult. You can't even drive yourself to the gym. Not a crazy concept. Have to have an adult with you. And you also have to have an adult with you to sign off on your liability form because as a 15 year old, your signature means nothing. You're a child. These people, these kids, so disrespectful. And this was back in, I stopped working there in 2019. They would walk in and just look me in the face and be like, I'm here to work out. I'm like, hmm, you came to the right place. You know, like anything else? They're like, oh, I need to get a membership. How old are you? 15. Where are your parents? They dropped me off. Can't sign you up. You have to have an adult here. What? Why? Can't I just call them? No, because I don't know if you're calling your buddy who's in the parking lot. Like It has nothing against you, dude. I don't care. Like I'm just not going to lose my job if you walk in here and do something stupid and hurt yourself. Like... But they, they can't even, they have, they do not have the ability to sign their name. I used to say that, like, okay, sign here. What? Sign on, on the dotted line there. What does that mean? Write your name. <laughs> what are you talking about? What does that, like, that's, I don't know if it's, like, a, a generational gap of, like, do parents just not care? Is it not, like, like how do you go into a public setting not being prepared to have an interaction with the public? Like, What is going on? And then that's just when they get in the door, then like you said, okay, they finally get past the door. All right. It says no shoe or must keep your shoes on. Cool. I'm going to take my shoes off and leave them in the doorway. Don't use chalk. Break out a whole block of chalk. I'm like, at what point in time is it willful ignorance? Because you can't be that stupid. Like, and that is a difference between ignorance and stupidity. You're being stupid at that point in time. Like, read Read the room. Have common sense. Like you don't own this place. There's fifty people in here with you. Like what is going through your
1: brain? I know everybody listening right now is like, well, it's just that generation, their heads and their phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I had a I had an iPhone when I was in high school. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't act like that.
0: I don't even know if it's I it, I think it's just a, a genuine like I don't even know how to word it. Like it's just a lack of care. They they do not care. And it makes us look like the assholes whenever we're in there, like, you know, like you said, there, there's five or six of them around a bench press, um, one actually using the bench press and the other four are on the other machines around them. There is open tubs of pre-workout sitting there with dust all over the ground because they spilled it. There's spilled water bottles everywhere, shoes everywhere. I'm like, man, that's the point in time where I wish I owned the gym because I would be like, <laughs>
1: i about to call your mom, get you in trouble. <laughs> like- just oh, it's so frustrating, man. Eating at the gym drives me nuts too. Like when I'm prepping and I'm eating thirteen hundred calories a day, I need that carb. Otherwise, I'm gonna pass out during my during my my exercise. Like I gotta have a carb, so I will eat something carby before I exercise. My 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 go-to is like an apple and get me some carbs before I exercise. That's because I'm in such a calorie deficit that I have to have it. And I'm not eating carbs. That's my only carb for the day. And that's just literally to get me through the exercise. So I get very frustrated when I see people come in, they're like 30% body fat and like they're pounding the giant Rice crispy, Like the one that's like 12 inches long. That's got to be like a thousand calories before their exercise. I'm like, yeah, bro, you really needed that. And, and they're like, only
0: doing that because that's what they, they saw they on TikTok. Saw somebody
1: on TikTok to it. and I guarantee you that person on TikTok is probably eight percent body fat, and they needed it, which makes sense. And they're probably also on enhanced drugs, most likely because you can't be eating a thousand calorie Rice Krispie treat and be eight percent body fat. Like <laughs>
0: you're the you're the one you're the upper echelon of people if you can do that and not get yes. fat. And yeah. also those same people are bringing food into the gym like there's the signs everywhere like what are you doing like who in the world is like you know it would be super sick while i'm doing these lat pull downs lunch let's just eat lunch what
1: is wrong with you dude yeah, like well it's there for a 45 minute workout 20 minutes in they stop and eat a rice krispie treat i'm like dog those carbs like it's too late like i don't know what you're watching i don't know what you're reading like the first off and like you have so much fat on you, and I don't say that like being rude. I say that because fat is a source of energy. Let's dive into this real quick, okay? So, <laughs> um, yeah, we need a segue too, cause we're getting awfully negative. So, <laughs> sorry, here he's we go. right we very, very uh, uh, um, hard set left there. Sorry. Macronutrients and calories, okay? People, i um, give me some, give me some time here. This is probably going to be a five to ten minute rant, okay? So. Um, a calorie is a measurement of energy the food you eat provides x amount of calories if you eat an apple it has 20 grams of carbs carbs are full of carbs are full of energy and calorie is a measurement of energy so it's going to have a higher calorie content however an apple is fructose and that's where the carbs come from so i don't don't get me real sciency here but the calories aren't as high as opposed to like eating A rice or like a bread. You know, they're a calorie that's going to be a higher calorie content. Um, I don't know if you know. Look up glycemic index. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. The glycemic index is very different on vegetables, um, fruits, and grains. Um, So when you aren't eating carbs, like carbs are, they transform into glycogen, which is your quick burst, like your basically your primary energy source when you exercise. I like to think of it as like a hybrid vehicle. Gasoline is your main source. It's your carbs. It's your glycogen. Let's say you have five gallons of gas in a car. You drive it all day. You run out. That's your glycogen. You eat carbs for that primary source. Your secondary source is fat on your body. So Once you run out of your gasoline, you go into your battery, your 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 whatever, you know, it's a hybrid. Now you have a battery. Now you're doing battery in energy. Now you're using fat. When you're exercising, your goal is to lose weight. You don't want to eat a whole lot of carbs. You basically want to start training your body to use fat or ketones as a primary energy source instead of glycogen. Or you do carb cycling, which that's, I'm not going to get into it, but you basically keep your body on using carbs but you kind of trick it to where it still is using ketones but it still also uses carbs when you need it in simplest form okay so if you have a lot of fat on you a lot of ketones like you're you're good on energy You're, you're gonna be good you know so if you don't have a lot of fat that's why eating a carb right before your exercise is very important so then you have the energy because you don't have a secondary source when you're lean, lean, lean. You have to have that carb, and that is what you use to get through the exercise. If you don't eat it, you are dragging through that exercise. You're lifting half the weight you typically can, like you're dying. Um, this was a very rudimentary way of explaining this. But basically, and that's why I like doing cardio after I exercise. Because you burn through all your glycogen, and then you burn through fat and ketones when you're doing cardio. Ideally, I say that with air quotes. I feel like to
0: like those of you that you know you kind of went off on a little rant there and i i was following you but i know it was spacey i wasn't prepared for no, no you know you're good I, I i think okay so maybe something that would make it a little bit easier to digest no pun intended um if you've ever watched like a survival show like alone or like um you know surviving on my whatever those those shows are where they're like in a remote area with no access to modern technology they're having to live off the land and they document it all have you seen shows like that where they're just on their own they have to hunt and forage for their food yeah okay mm-hmm. so in a sense of that like a lot of the times those shows they'll show you leading up to that point where the people that are going to be on the show spend five to six months getting as fat or heavy as possible because whenever they are on these remote areas where they don't have access to french fries cheese it's doritos carbs, they are going to be leaning on protein sources from wild game that they catch, you know, fish that, which is full of natural, healthy fats, your omega threes throughout the process where these people are on those islands and they're documenting their journey. You'll see them, they're surviving, but off of their body fat and off of the Protein and fat that they're getting from nature, like your body will sustain itself. I can assure you, you have way more energy floating around in you than you think. We're just in a a society where it's a quick fix. I'm hungry right now. So I'm going to go eat something right now and it's going to satisfy me for an hour, two hours. Man, when you get to the point where you're saying, where you're so depleted from these carbohydrate sources that are your quick burst of energy, you know, go eat a, you know, like when they say kids, like when they, Oh my God, he's got a sugar high. What are, what is sugar? It's a freaking carb. It's it, that's what it converts into in your body. And it just like the shirt, like how they say they have a crash, it's burned off. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Now, over time, you know, you can give kids handfuls of sugar over and over and over again. They'll never stop. And then they'll just crash. And they're they're hungry again, and you know they can just keep eating it. Let a kid eat a freaking sirloin steak. The kid ain't gonna be hungry for a long, long time. You know what I mean? Because you're 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 satiated, you're sustained. And where I feel like where you were going with that is like your body's main source of burning that energy is carbohydrates. So these kids that are at the gym that may be a little bit overweight and they see oh, well, so-and-so TikToker eats a Rice Krispie Treat. So-and-so TikToker hasn't had a carb all day long. Mm-hmm. And then they ate that Rice Krispie to give them a little bit of energy to perform their exercises. You just slammed Taco Bell in the parking lot before you got here. You don't need that Rice
1: Krispie Treat yeah. right now. Like, come on now. Yeah, I mean, that's more or less what I'm getting at. And it's just, and it's like you said, it's kind of like ignorance. I just don't know. They do what someone says to do. And it's like, ah, it's crazy to me. Um, But like, a way I like to explain to it a lot of clients, like a lot of clients don't know what a calorie is. So I explain it to them. It's a measurement of energy. A lot of clients don't know what fat is. I ask them, what is fat? I'm like, it's uh, it's, it's fat. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. Like fat on your body is calories that you didn't use. It's energy that you stored. So a lot of people kind of like, you know, calories, like a food label is based off 2,000 calories a day. is the generic food label, whatever things based off of. So let's say you eat 2,000 calories a day. And, or let's say your uh, metabolic rate is 2,000 calories a day. That's when you wake up, you go to work, you go to the gym, you come home, you go to bed, you sleep, you burn 2,000 calories a day. But you eat 3,000 calories. So you ate 3,000, you burn 2,000. There's 1,000 calories in your body that you didn't use. Where does it go? That's what fat is. It's saved on you for another day. And it just goes right to the thighs, right to the gut, wherever your spot is. That's where it went. And it's just sitting there for another day that you want to use it. However, the next two days you do the same thing. And now you have 3,000 calories sitting there in the junk or junk in the trunk, you know, (laughs) sitting there in the trunk. And for those of you who don't know, it takes 3,500 calories to equate to one pound of fat. So if you do that three days in a row, 3,000 calories, and you only burn 2,000, you just gain a pound, ladies and gentlemen. You do that, you know, it's seven days in a week. You do that, you gain two pounds a week. Reverse that, and you diet, you know, you eat 1,000 calories. This is drastic. I don't recommend that. Yeah, those, I was going to say, this is very,
0: you, you know, like there's also water weight and stuff. This is just to give it's, you an idea. It's
1: generic, kind of give you an idea. Yes, sir. Um, I said it's very like a rudimentary explanation. Some people just don't have a clue, so I try to, you know... You get it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But let's say you're burning 2,000, you eat 1,000. Now you're negative 1,000 every day. You went to that trunk and you stole that 1,000 that you had extra, you know, a month ago or two weeks ago and you stole it. That's how you lose weight. 3,500, you do that. A good diet is a negative 500 a day. So within a week span, 3,500, you lose a pound a week. That's a good, healthy, sustainable diet until you
0: get to a certain body fat percentage and a certain weight that your body needs for homeostasis. You cannot sustain that forever. If you're negative 500 calories till forever, your body will shut down. And like, I mean, you're, you're using this to get to a baseline Mm -hmm. of where you need to be. And that, that number will change for everybody because like, like if there's a person that is your metabolic rate changes yeah, yeah, everything about, yeah. And it's not a one size fits all. And I think that in and of itself is another big issue. I feel like everyone thinks, like, this diet's going to work for me. The, the, the term diet oh, bothers it, it me. It me. It bothers me because diet, somewhere along the lines, people change the definition of diet. Diet is just how you eat. It's your daily consumption of what you consume. That is your diet. Your diet could be made up of whatever, but your diet is made up of protein, fats, and carbs, which are your macronutrients. All of your calories come from those things. And you've got micronutrients, everything, vitamins, minerals, all that are within your daily diet. How you consume that diet is up to you. But somewhere along the lines, diet got turned into Atkins, keto, carb cycling, and I get it. Those are things that you can utilize to get to a healthy part of your life, but don't rely on those forever. And because you will, it's a point of diminishing returns at a certain point in time. You will get to a point where the diet that made you lose 50 pounds, quote unquote, stops working. No, it did work, which is why you're where you're currently at. And now you have to make a lifestyle change to sustain the new body composition that you have. And the... (laughs) Not going to go off that, but like um, the ketogenic diet that was took the world by storm a couple years ago. And even that, the the premise of it is very easy, which is why I think people can adhere to it so well, because it's just basically like he said, it's you're essentially keto. uh, Whenever you're doing keto, you are eliminating one macronutrient, your carbohydrates. So your diet is 99% protein and fat, very Easy for the general public to consume because they're like, you're telling me I can eat steak and butter and eggs and like, that's a diet. Yeah, of course. But you know what those people also turn into and what the world has turned it into? Oh, well, yeah, I'm on keto. Well, you had 16 Slim Jims, a block of cheese and four hamburger patties. That's not healthy. I don't care if you're losing weight. That's not like you. the, The term diet just gets convoluted and people can take that and twist it into whatever they think is going to benefit them and what's easy and i don't i i respect the hustle of people trying to get into it but you got to do your research and like it's different for every single person and Mm -hmm. just don't go into anything blindly i feel like that goes with everything in life but especially when it comes to your health and fitness man do some research and trial and error and
1: try stuff the diet thing that frustrates me like you said i mean everything you said yes but then it's like a diet keto atkins whatever it is paleo freaking carnivore it's basically like it's a formula at the end of the day you're trying to get to four you can do two plus two equals four you can do two plus six minus four is four it doesn't matter how you get to four as long as you're getting to four and you know like it just drives me nuts that they're like this is the only way to get to four it's two plus two no it's not there's infinite amount of ways to get to four but at the end of the day, it's a formula, and you have to put the numbers in correctly, and you have to get to four. And like, doesn't matter if it's keto, Atkins. At the end of the day, you got to be in a calorie deficit, and it's whichever one of these methods helps you get in a calorie deficit. There you go. You will lose weight. It's guaranteed. Absolutely. I, like, I don't know. I just don't like people because people don't understand keto, and they say they're on keto, and I like if you literally ask, "How many fats you eating?" What do you mean? Well, you're not on keto. Like if you don't even know the grams of fats you're eating or you don't, you're not like people get Atkins and keto confused. And like for it to be a true keto diet, you need to be eating quite a bit of fats I don't know exactly what the grams is, but it's got to be up there.
0: Yeah. And like you can, there, there's obviously pros and cons to every single thing that we're talking about here, but I think it comes down to, again, sorry, I'm I'm resituating my freaking legs asleep, but like there, there's pros and cons to everything. And it it comes down to a, a knowledge base. You have to be able to go into it. Never like the second that you think you know it all and you've stopped growing is like you're done. You know, it's it's an you're ever cha- it's an ever changing thing and that's not we're not we're excluding health issues as well. Yes, I understand people have thyroid issues. Yes, I understand that you have a bad hip, but like my sympathy runs thin whenever you use those as a crutch to not at least try. Like just to kind of bring it back to a baseline here. You and I you've done the 3:45 a.m you know, crazy Stairmaster, bodybuilding prep. And I've also drank 40 beers with you in one sitting before, like it's dude, it's not like you don't, you have to find something to like maintenance is the word I was looking for. You have to understand that there's going to be a give and a take. You can't like, this is a, it's a lifestyle type thing. I will, I'm not as lean today as I was in the summertime the holidays. I'm not going to not hang out with my family and eat good food and enjoy time with my friends. But there is a point in time where that does become more uh, or less of a priority. You know, like if I want to look lean and whatnot and I that's that's up to nobody but myself to get me there. And you need to figure out what are you going to utilize to get you to what you want to be there or like where you want to be. Do you not want to give up beer? Switch to two Michelobes instead of drinking Five doses. Okay, well, uh, I don't really drink that much, but I, ice cream is my favorite thing. Make a protein ice cream. Like, there are avenues that you, that anyone can take. Anyone, regardless of your ailments or your background. You can get where you need to go. Ask the right questions. Find the right people. Do a little bit of research on your own and just figure it out. And maybe maybe a good little segue there is to – I'm trying to see. I was going to
1: see it. Did we hit all the, all your bullets yeah. on there? yeah. So- a good way. I was gonna I was gonna do it. Do it. If this is overwhelming for you, just go to Ninja Strength and Fitness. That was, what I was gonna do. and I am going to spell this all out for you. I will be doing all of this and all you have to do is watch it and repeat it. And I would love for you to join. Like do it with me. Tag me, hashtag the Ninja uh the Shredded Ninja project. Um just Ninja Project, whatever, become a Shredded Ninja. I might have a bunch of hashtags I'm gonna be using. Mm-hmm. But I would love for you to tag me. Give me a follow, Ninja Strength and Fitness, and I'm telling you, I will spell this all out for you, and all you got to do is just do it. And it's it it's
0: free. I don't know if we've said that or not. It's not going to be behind any kind of paywall, right? Uh-uh. Okay, so it's, it's not going to be behind any paywall. Just to summarize it, he's going to be taking you along the journey that he's doing right now. It's not a bodybuilding prep. It's just getting a nice, good start on the new year. He's going to be sharing his progress and, and what he, the steps that he's taking. And there will be modifications if you want to do it yourself. But if you're looking for a starting point, go follow his page. I'll tag him and all this stuff and I'll, I'll, I'll repost all of his journey and whatnot. But I feel like that'd be a great starting point for people that don't even know where to, where to begin. Just, Hey, follow the page and you may find inspiration there. And, um, here, then maybe that'll be a good time. Tell them. Um, about like the, your fitness app and your, your website and all that good stuff. If they're wanting more than just this.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you actually do want some training, I train at Main Street gym and Lothian, um, $50 a session. And then, uh, my app, I have an app that you can just download on your phone. You can work out anywhere you want to work out. That's up to you. It's a hundred bucks a month for exercise, a hundred bucks a month for nutrition. So if you want both, it's 200. Um, but yeah, it's all on the app. All you do is download it and then I'll set you loose. Um, that's pretty much it. I just the best way is to follow the Instagram at Ninja Strength and Fitness. The TikTok is still under my name, it's just Corey Ross 2011. Um, the TikTok is going to have all the information on there as well. Um, that's how I edit the videos, and post it on the reels on the Instagram. But uh, the Instagram, the TikTok is going to be the best way. Um, it's all free, and if you kind of want to d- dive in, get a little deeper into it. You can always DM me and we can talk about getting you on the app or doing some face-to-face training. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, it's a, what is, what it's going to do is it's going to get you abs and it's going to get you ready for spring break in April. <laughs> that's kind of the time frame. We start January 1st, we finish at the end, end of March and you're ready to go in April. And then you just got to maintain it through the summer. You rock and roll.
0: And maybe that'll be something we can do here too. Like if there's anybody listening to this that has questions or uh, wants to post updates or whatnot, maybe we can bring Corey on and we can talk about this in a couple of weeks or a couple months and just kind of keep y'all held accountable. Hell, I don't even know. Maybe I'll do it myself. Maybe give myself a little bit of motivation and whatnot. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, we've got even was an hour and a half of this. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. There's a lot of information there. I think in closing, what I would like to say is, we did go off the rails a little bit. Um, I know that some of it sounds like we're we're jaded and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe we are. We're old and <laughs> But it's it's just if you take nothing away from this podcast, just do your research. Don't be afraid to go to the gym. Don't be afraid to exercise in any form or medium that you see fit. Ask questions. People are more than willing to help you. I can assure you of that. And uh, my inbox is open. Corey's inbox is open. I'm not claiming to be a professional. He clearly is, but like clearly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate you guys. Um, all the, the downloads have been going up a lot lately. I guess that's what happens when you upload more than one podcast a year. So I really appreciate y'all listening and sticking with me all this time. And, um, as always, if you have any ideas or, 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 uh, suggestions about any of this stuff, please let me know. Hit me up, follow me on all the uh, social media platforms. Give me a thumbs up, subscribe. Corey, I appreciate you, dude. And uh, let's do the shout out to Shredded Ninja Project.
1: Yeah. And remember, as long as y'all keep listening, I'll keep talking. See you next time.